Well, we are almost finished with our jungle series, but uh, we've got this week and next week, and today we're going to talk about uh, something that if you've ever been to another country, you have probably experienced, and that is culture shock. Anybody here ever experienced culture shock? <laughs> yeah. You know, for those of you who don't know what culture shock is, it's when you go to another country and they do things differently than what you're used to. You eat different food, you have different customs, you have different smells. I mean, I remember like the first time I went to Nigeria and you got off the plane and you could tell you were in a different country. It just smelled different. Right? I mean, there was trash burning everywhere. There was just, I, I mean, just people everywhere. One of the things that happened, um, I, I went, I think the first time I went was like 2004 or something like that. And, of course, I didn't know what to expect. So we brought some food along with us because, you know, you have all these ideas of what you're going to have to eat when you go to another country, you know, and so you're, you're imagining like all oh, this really, really weird stuff, and we did have some weird stuff, so I, I brought some things with me. Well, a few days had gone by, and, uh, you know, we'd had some beef jerky, I had some breakfast bars and things like that that I'd been munching on, and um, I'm not a big Mexican food eater. Um, however, you know, I'm riding on this motorcycle, and I hear this guy go, Nacha! Nacha! I was like, nachos? Where's nachos? Where's nachos? Where's nachos? And, I, and they were like, he didn't say nachos. He said, oh, nacha. And, and that means, like, foreigner, foreigner. He's like, foreigner, foreigner, foreigner. And I thought he was talking about nachos. I mean, I was, like, starving, right? And so when you go to these other countries, there may be things that you're going to experience that you are not accustomed to. That is called culture shock. And so, how does this play into us living in this world? Well, if you haven't realized, there may be some things happening in your life that you're not accustomed to. There may be some things happening in the world that we are not accustomed to. Things that used to be, like 20 years ago, kind of a given for us, it's no longer a given. Some of the things that we used to think, oh, wow, you know, I got this. I, I, I know what's going to happen. I know how this is going to go down. And it's not going down that way. Things are changing. And so this morning, uh, this, the message is really, really simple. Three simple points. And the first one is this. To survive in the jungle, to be a Christian in this world, this is what you're going to have to do. And we sang about it just a minute ago. Is you're going to have to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33 talks about that, right? And so if you've got a Bible, you might want to flip on over there. I'll give you a few minutes to find it while I'm talking about this other stuff. You see, there is something that you are seeking. There's something that you're seeking in this world. Some people are seeking maybe power or prestige. Some people are maybe seeking a job. And by the way, if you need a job, you can see Rick. I think he's, you know, needing help on the food truck all the time. And there are other people who are looking for jobs. In fact, if you need a job, let me know because I do have some connections. There are some people who in the church have been looking for help. And, and so you are seeking something. Even this morning, you're seeking something. Maybe you're seeking some encouragement. Maybe you're seeking some love. Maybe you're seeking some help. And this is a good place to get all that. But but you see, you're seeking something. Let me ask you this. Are you seeking God and His kingdom first? Usually, when we have issues or 
problems or things going on in our life, we tend to seek those answers first. We, we just want relief. We just want out. We just want to get done with it, right? Like, just can't get, get this over in my life. And so I'm seeking an answer instead of seeking God. Instead of seeking His kingdom first. You see, what would it be like if you were transported to a third world country where people are being persecuted for their faith? How do you think you would do in that situation today? What if God miraculously, you know, he did this with Philip in, the, in Acts. The Bible says Philip was there and he was preaching, had a great ministry, and all of a sudden God just picked him up and put him in a desert to meet an Ethiopian eunuch. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, like, what if I was just standing here preaching and all of a sudden I just wasn't here? And then I sent y'all a Skype invitation or a Facebook message and said, hey, y'all, I'm over here, you know, I'm in Australia today. Hate it for y'all. But you see, God was doing things like that. And, and, and so they got, he got transported to this one place. He was just gone just like that. And you see, what would it be like for us if God said, hey, you know, yeah, I'm going to put you over here in this situation where third world Christians, third world countries, where these Christians are being persecuted for their faith. Would you, what would you be seeking? You see, a lot of times, maybe God allows difficult things in your life to see what you're really going to seek. What are you going to really seek in this time? And, and, and the Bible even says that sometimes, you know what we do sometimes of us, not to be gross this morning or anything, but the Bible says that, that a dog returns to its vomit. You guys have all seen that, right? Yeah. Ugh. Not to say that we're dogs, but, but we have the tendency when things get tough to go back to an old pattern an old behavior, just to have some comfort, some control in our life, right? We just want to control something. But what happens is that thing controls us. So this morning, what are you seeking? Are you seeking God's kingdom first? Now, that verse, Matthew 6.33, says a very interesting phrase. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? What do you guys think? What is the kingdom of God this morning? If we're told to seek that, what does that mean? His will? Any other thoughts, ideas? The kingdom of God. Living under His decrees? Okay. It's kind of hard to seek something if you don't know what you're looking for, right? So we're told to seek the kingdom of God. We, know what, we need to know what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is anywhere or any place or anyhow that Jesus and God's kingdom is realized or is being lived out. So in your life, okay, are you realizing Jesus and his supreme authority in your life? If you are, then you're living out the kingdom of God. If you are, the kingdom of God is being realized through you. You see, the kingdom of God is not just something that's out there or something that's even coming, okay? We pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. But you got to go on a little further than that. What does it say? On earth as it is in heaven. 
So Jesus is saying it's possible for you to bring the kingdom here. But only if you're seeking God first. If you're seeking God's, God first, then it's possible that you could be living out God's kingdom, bringing God's kingdom right here, right now. But if you're not seeking God first, then what are you doing? You're building your kingdom. You're seeking something or someone else first. In, in fact, we're supposed to live as if God's kingdom is here, right now. As though it were real right now. How real is God to you today? How real is God to you? You see, sometimes, again, we don't recognize how real God is until there's a problem in our lives, right? And sometimes God will allow these things so that you will be able to say, He is real. Real, for real, for real. FR, FR, right? For real, for real. He's for real. This is for real. And you see, you find out if you're for real when things get tough. It's only when things get tough that people realize, man, okay, you're the real deal. You're for real. Did you know that the Bible says in the last days there are going to be more and more people who are going to turn away from God? There are going to be more and more people who are going to deny the faith. You know why? Because they ain't for real. But you find out when you're for real when the heat is on. And so we need to be living as if, as though God's kingdom, as though God were real. And yet some of us, and I don't know why my screen has taken a long time here. I got to get to this next slide. Come on. Because I really wanted y'all to see this. But it's, there it is. Yes. (laughs) This is how we act. And her hand is supposed to be going like this, as if, as if, as if, as if. Whatever, whatever, whatever. You're talking to me about God, whatever. Yeah, as if he's for real. This is how we act. And, and, and so we need to be going back to as though he was real. Because I want to tell you this, when you start living as though God, Jesus, is right here in the room with you, your life will be different. Things will be different. When we seek his kingdom first, we're saying, I believe you're real, and I believe you're here right now. And that changes the way I act. It changes the way I think. It changes the way I do things. It changes the way I interact with people. It changes everything. When we live as though Jesus were right here beside us. You see, the kingdom has come. And the kingdom is not just something that has come. The kingdom, the Bible says, is within us. Jesus said, the kingdom is within you. And so if the kingdom is within you, other people should be seeing the kingdom come out of us. Is the kingdom coming out of you? Are you living in such a way that other people believe that Jesus Christ, that God is real? Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and then what? And his righteousness, by the way, okay? And his righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto you. 
all these things will be added up to you. That doesn't mean, you know, you're going to get a Ferrari. <laughs> doesn't mean you're going to get your Benz or, right, your Beamer. You're not going to get that, all right? He says, all these things will be added unto you. What things? What things? Well, turn over to Colossians chapter 3, okay? If, if Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you, look at what Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3 says. I'll give you a second to get there because my slides are not going to get there. We're having all kinds of technical difficulties this morning. But that must be because God's got something to say. Okay? And so I hope you've got ears to hear this morning. Fortunately, my message is simple. Seek first. Right? Seek first. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, he says, If you are then risen with Christ, in other words, he says, since you've been risen with Christ. If I were to take a survey this morning and say, how many of you have been or have given your life to Jesus? Almost everybody's hand in here would go up and say, yes, I've done that. Then this is the command for you. He's saying, since you have already said, I am a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus. He says, okay, if that's you, then this is what you do. You seek first his kingdom. He says, if you've been risen with Christ, set your affection on things above. Look, he said, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. But a lot of Christians got it backwards. They're setting their affection on things of earth and not on things above. But he says, no, seek first the kingdom of God. Set your affection on things above where Christ is sitting. We're supposed to be seeking heavenly things. So let me ask you this. What are heavenly things? Peace. Love, joy, goodness, kindness, gentleness. Okay, so these are kingdom qualities, right? These are things that we should be able to do as Christians. And yet, some of us, our first response is not love. Some of us, our first response is not kindness. And, and let me just say, that sometimes that shows up in your tone, okay? It's your tone. It's not what you said, it's how you said it. Oh, I love you too, right? In Jesus' name, right? I love you, right? You see, we have, yes, oh, bless them, Lord, bless them, right? We have these tones, right, that are not communicating authentic, sincere love. We have these words that, that sometimes it's, it's, again, in your relationships with each other, right? Especially, you know, your spousal relationships with each other. You have those things that you can say that you know it's going to just get them, right? So, so, you see, it's, all, it's not just about what we say, it's how we say it. It's not about what you do, it's how you do it. When you serve the Lord, when you do something in Jesus' name, are you really doing it for His kingdom? Or are you doing it to look good? Are you doing it to make yourself feel better? Are you doing it just so that you can say, yeah, I did that, right? And, and, and so we need to really evaluate our motivations. We need to evaluate why we do what we do. And, and why did we say it that way? And, and how can I do it 
like Jesus would do it. Because you see, Jesus said some pretty crazy things. Let me remind you of one of them. He said, if someone compels you to go one mile, what do you do? He says, no, don't just, don't just go one mile, go two. Now he's talking about, he's, he's actually talking in a common ground here with Roman soldiers around. And he says, if that Roman soldier wants you to go one mile, he says, then you don't just go one mile, you go two. And you do it with the right heart. And you do it with the right attitude. Oh, you want me to go two miles? All right, I'm going to go right now to my room and clean my room. Right? Right? Some of y'all like that, right? You remember that, right? Don't you tell me what to do. Oh, you want me to do it? Okay, I will do it. I will do it. Oh, you're going to see me do it. Right? Oh, I'm going to do it. All right. Okay? And so that's how we are sometimes. But Jesus said, no, if a, if a soldier compels you to go one mile, you go two, but you do it as though you were doing it unto me. Then he said this. He said, if someone asks you for a shirt, your shirt, you don't just give them your shirt. You give them your jacket too. And you don't just like, okay, here it is, take it. No, he said, you give it because you're giving it unto me. You're doing it as though you were doing it to me. And then he said this, if someone slaps you on the cheek, here, here, here's the hard one, right? He said, what do you do? He said, he said you offer the other one, right? That doesn't mean, you know, you got to let him do it. But <laughs> No, he said, you offer the other one. Now, again, when we're talking about third world country Christians who are being persecuted, think about that. They are taking this to the nth degree. And they are not just taking these beatings, but they are, they are praying for those who are persecuting them. Some of us may have people in our lives that you wouldn't care if you ever saw them again or you wouldn't ever say another word to them. Would you ever say a word for them? Would you ever pray for them? Think about these people that they're, they're captors. They're the, the people who are inflicting this religious persecution upon them and they are there praying for them. They're offering the other cheek. You see, to seek first his kingdom is people who are saying, even though it may cost me my life, God's kingdom first. God's kingdom first. God's kingdom first. In the morning, you know, first part of the day, are you seeking God's kingdom first? When you wake up in the morning, some of y'all seeking like the bathroom light first, right? <laughs> seeking that cup of coffee first, right? But, but you know, when you, when you think about it, are you starting off your day with Jesus? Are you starting off, starting off your day seeking what God wants for you first? All right? Colossians chapter 3 goes on. He says, again, we talked about this some last week, set your affections, right? So seeking 
We're seeking God's kingdom first. Then he says, seek things that are above. Seek things that are above. So we're going to seek God's kingdom first. Seek first. And then we're going to seek things that are of heaven and not of earth. What's the first part of seek? Let's spell it. S-E-E, right there. C, right? Because here, here it is. Here, listen, listen. I know it sounds ridiculous, and I'm a little ridiculous, but that's okay. You're going to seek what you see. You're going to seek what you see. This is why they tell people, you know, if you got like a purse and stuff like that, don't leave it out in your car where people can see it, because then they're going to seek it. Right? That's why you lock stuff up, so that people don't see it. Right? Because what you see, you want. This is why people put displays out, uh, window shopping. Oh, we're just going to go window shopping. Right. You're going to go window shopping, and that window shopping is going to look so good, you're going to go inside shopping. Right? Because what you see is what you seek. So let me ask you this question. Is it possible that you're not seeking the kingdom of God because you don't see the kingdom of God? You don't see it. How do we see things? The Bible says this, that faith is the evidence of what? Things hoped for and things that we don't see. Hebrews 11, 1. So if you don't see the kingdom of God, you can't seek the kingdom of God. And if you're not seeking the kingdom of God, let's flip it around. If you're not seeking the kingdom of God, you're not going to see it. You know, isn't it crazy? You all have had this, I'm sure, happen in your life. Back a few years ago when I got my, my car, and even before I got that car, I had a, um, an Azusa Rodeo. And it was kind of funny because everywhere I drive, I see a rodeo. It's like, wow. And I'd even see green ones like the one I had, right? I'm like, what are you doing in my car? Right? And now that I've got my Hyundai, you know what? Everywhere I go, I see Hyundais. It's like, it's crazy. I didn't know this many people were driving Hyundais, right? Until I had one, and I start seeing everybody else has got one. Did you have that happen with you? You know, isn't it funny that when we start seeing what we've got, we start realizing everybody else has got one too. We start seeing what we see. You start seeing what you seek. I wonder, I wonder how many of us would actually start seeing the kingdom of God if we started seeking the kingdom of God. Isn't it possible? Isn't it possible for us? The Bible says this. If you will draw near to God, God's going to do what? He's going to draw near to you. It's not that God wasn't there. It's just you didn't see him because you weren't seeking him. God's always there. God's always present. The question is, do you see him? Do you see him? Don't look for things on the earth. So many people are seeking after stuff, trying to accumulate things, accumulate, accumulate, consume, consume, consume. We are consumers. And our society is built around consumption. As a Christian, let me encourage you and challenge you. Don't be a consumer. Be a contributor. Be a contributor. Help build the kingdom of God. Recently, you know, I moved about a year ago now, a little less. 
And I was amazed at how much I've accumulated in my 50 years. And my mom has accumulated a lot too. And I won't say in how many years, but she's accumulated a lot, you know. And the thing about it is when, when you have a bunch of accumulators, right, you got a bunch of stuff, stuff, stuff that you haven't even looked at that you forgot. And so you went out and bought another one. And then you found the one you forgot you had when you weren't looking for it, right? <laughs> and, and that's how it always works. We end up with all this stuff. And, and now that I'm like older, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, I've got like college books, Norton Anthology of whatever, English. I've got Shakespeare's books. This thick. Taking up space. In a box. <laughs> Taking up space, Right? All these things of the earth that I somehow have carted for the last 20 some years from one place to another place to another place, thinking that sometime I'm probably going to look at that again. <laughs> and I have looked at it. <laughs> and I've said, what is that there for? Why do I still have that? And that's, all, that's as far as it's gotten. It somehow cannot make its way to the trash where it probably should be, Right? But you see, we're all like that. We're accumulators. And, and we build our kingdom because this is what makes us feel better about life. We feel like, okay, this is, this is what I've worked for. This is, this, is what I, this is what represents me. But you see, we've got to flip that. What's going to represent God? What's going to represent his kingdom? It's not us having all of this stuff in fact, it's really in the giving away. It's really in the sharing, as Stacy was talking about this morning. It's really in letting go that we start building God's kingdom. Because you see, God, our God is a giving God. Our God is a sharing God. Our God is a sacrificial God. When was the last time you made a sacrifice for someone else? Some of you are like, yeah, I got kids. I make sacrifices every day. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Okay. But, but think about this. When was the last time you made a sacrifice for someone that you didn't know? I had somebody the other day. I don't even know how I know them. They've written me and asked me for money a couple of times. I'm like, man, do I just have a sign somewhere that just says, hey, you know, is, is there something on Facebook that says, hey, just ask this guy for money? Because I feel like I get these things all the time. And so this person, you know, had written me, and, 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 and I was like, let me research and see, is this, first of all, is this a real person, <laughs> right? And, and is this a scam? What is this? But I don't know them that well. But, you know, as I'm thinking about this, seeking things of heaven, how can I help? And sometimes it is giving some money to somebody you don't know who's in a dire situation. So I did my research, and I helped them some. But, but you see, the thing about it is this. We can start thinking, this is mine. It's mine. It's mine. No, it's the Lord's. So Lord, what do you want me to do with this? Obviously, we can't meet every need. You can't do something about every situation that comes across your path. Believe me. I've got a lot that come across my path, and I wish I could fix them all. 
but many times you can do something. You can do something. So let me ask you, when was the last time you made a sacrifice for someone you didn't know? That's seeking things of heaven. Because Jesus gave something, God gave something to a bunch of people who don't know him. We just want to help those we know. Just want to help those people that, you know, we're connected to. Well, maybe we build the kingdom by helping those people that we don't know. Maybe we build the kingdom by doing things that everyone else isn't doing. And as time goes by, there are going to be less and less Christians, less and less people who are committed to kingdom living and that means that those of us who are committed to kingdom living are going to truly have to be for real. You're going to have to do it. So seek his kingdom first. Seek things that are above, not things on this earth. And then finally, seek Christ. He says, since you have been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father. He says, seek Christ. Seek Him. Seek Him. This morning, I don't know where you are in your relationship with God. But I want you to know this, that He's seeking you. He's seeking you. You could have been anywhere this morning. But for some reason, somehow, God got you here. You think, oh, no, I got myself here. No, God got you here. Okay, God brought you here so that you would be able to know that there is a God who is pursuing you. There is a God who is chasing after you. I used to have a, a, a dog. It was a Border Collie, and the dog was crazy. Just crazy, tons and tons of energy. And uh, I, I would, you know, go across the street to, to work at the church, and uh, the dog had a fenced-in area in the back. Man, when the dog just saw me coming, I mean, I mean, just going crazy, like jumping up on the fence, just so excited to see me. And it's like, ah, you know, let me out, let me out, let me out. And so I would let, I would let the dog out. And man, she would just take off running. I'm like, get back over here. I thought you wanted to see me, right? I mean, she just takes off running. And I'm like, get back over here right now. And then I realized it wasn't that she was running away. She wanted to play a game. It was, hey, chase me. <laughs> Don't you just love that game? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, not listening. I guess I'm going to have to chase. So I started chasing. But when I started chasing and then I stopped, this is what she did. She stopped and she turned and she started chasing after me. Started running towards me. I was like, what? <laughs> right? And I started running over here. And then I stopped. And she stopped. I said, oh, okay. I get the game now. You want me to chase you. And then you want to chase me. Okay. So then I started chasing after her. And then we'd stop. And then she'd turn back and chase me. You see, isn't it that way with God? Is that sometimes we think, oh, God is not real. No, God's just saying, will you seek me? You say you want to believe. You say you don't know if you can believe. Let me ask you, have you ever tried chasing him? Have you ever really sought hard after him? 
Because I believe this, that if you will truly seek him, because God's God of his word, he says, if you seek me, what? You will find. So I have to believe this. If you haven't found, it's because you didn't really seek. Because God is a God of his word. And he says, if you will seek me, if you knock, the door will be opened. If you will ask, it will be given to you. Not everything that you ask for, but what you need will be given to you. And some of us, you say, I just need more proof. Listen, I believe God's given you proof. You just don't want to receive it. God is real. And this morning, he is chasing after you. But you're going to have to make a decision to chase after him too. And I promise you this, that if you do wholeheartedly seek after him, you'll find him. And you'll find him to be all and more than you ever expected he would be. Because there's no way you can truly imagine how big and awesome and powerful and good and gracious and kind and generous this God is. But that is who he is. And if you will seek his kingdom first and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto you. And his kingdom will come and his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven because this kingdom is within you. And because you are in the jungle, you can bring this kingdom to this earth. And people will be amazed because it's not what they expect to see. Would you pray with me? This morning, what did you come seeking? Maybe you didn't come seeking God, but I want you to know God is seeking you. And so if by faith, it's just right there, you would just say, God, I, I don't know if you're real, but I want to know. The Bible tells us this, that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Anyone who extends that faith to him will find him to be faithful and true. And so right there where you're sitting, would you just in your heart of hearts, even with your doubts, to say, God, help me to believe. And yield yourself to him. Christian, what are you seeking this morning? Are you seeking his kingdom? Are you seeking his righteousness? Are you seeking the things of heaven? Or are you seeking the things of this earth? Are you seeking Jesus? Because I want you to know there are people around you who are seeking Jesus. They need to see Jesus. And God has left us here to be Jesus. To live like Jesus. To love like Jesus. And the only way you can be like him is to seek after him. So Father, I pray that you would help us this morning. May your spirit speak to us. Change us, Lord. You've left us here for a reason, and that is that we might live out your kingdom life here. Thank you, Lord God, for loving us. And we pray all this in Jesus' name.